Welcome to Undercover Overshare. Uh, I'm Punit. And I'm Jasmine. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about video game addiction. And both of us, uh, I personally and Jasmine, I know you, you've told me a little bit about oh, yeah. uh, our video gaming days. Oh yeah, I, uh, I know the beast as well. Yeah, I, I remember pretty pretty early on I got into it and I just recently uh, rediscovered how much I, I loved watching people play games and watching uh, eSports I guess oh yeah I mean streaming is so hot right now oh, yeah. if we didn't if we didn't have a podcast you know oh we'd it, be streamers we could totally be streamers yeah. absolutely my, my roommate she streams and uh, she's she's getting more and more viewers every single yeah. day what game does she play uh, I believe she plays Dangarampa. It's like a story-based game, and okay. it's it's pretty deep. It's got some it's got some shit in it, you know. Wow. Uh, she told me a little bit about it, but uh, I I'm not I haven't gotten too deep. And recently, what was it that there was like this uh, this fucking episode? I know Black Mirror does a lot of like VR shit, but right. like their newest season has something in that goes into VR and immersive video gaming. Right. And I was just like, oh shit, this is like too real to me. I'm like, ooh. Right. I've been in I've been in situations where I'm like, okay, yeah, I've met someone through a video game before, and it is just like this, except this is fucking real, bro. Right, exactly. Like when we were watching it, I just kept thinking to myself, like, holy fuck, this is the logical conclusion mm -hmm. to everything. Because I've I mean, I've, look, I'm gonna be straight up, very honest during this episode. I ain't got no shame about it. I've totally had sex with people in video games. Oh, like, yeah. I've had I've had sexual encounters in World of Warcraft. Oh yeah, wow. Uh huh. Back in the day, my true nerds and hey, word up, my my furries. How are y'all doing? Back in Furcadia. Hey, I don't, yif yif. Right. <laughs> God. That's what that, that's what that's what the furries say, right? Yif yif. yif. Yeah, we yeah. would yif. You would we yif would yif together. We would yif. My my first boyfriend loved Furcadia, and Loki had some like furry vibes going on. Right. Yeah, and he would like he would like me to sign in to Furcadia, and I had like a cute little cat that mm. I would be. You think any of the furries got into Club Penguin? You think that was like because it's not there's no fur involved, but it is they are animals like that's the whole thing right it has to be an like but it's not but it's it's not like animal it's like right. animal based it right. still has human like it's like Lola from Space Jam right right I mean like you know I don't ever want to kink shame and I think furries get kink shamed all the time that's not what I'm about but there is something a little bit silly and whimsical about being a furry and I think like even in the community you know it's just about that there's a certain cuteness a certain softness something very safe mm -hmm. about being behind the fursona the fursona the fursona of a, of a cute animal I like that. And a penguin can definitely be one of those animals. I saw one girl once who was a giraffe. Wow. So, yeah, you know, anything can happen. I have a friend who's, she's into the community, and she, she considers herself to be a bunny. And mm. she, she wants to be hunted down by a, a wolf. A bunny's a popular one. Sure. That's a, that's a very popular, because of the Playboy bunny, right? Sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's something there's something very sexy about bunnies as a whole. You know, they say fucking like rabbits. Yeah. You know. Yeah. There's. Uh, Let's see. I don't know if I I never got into the to the like the role playing aspect very much when I when I was super into video games. I started when I was like 13 or something. Some of my friends played a little game called uh called Maple Story. 
don't know if you mm. heard of it. Uh, super anime. <laughs> super anime. Weeb they, shit. Yeah, some weeb 2D scrolling anime shit. Right. And, uh, and you know what? We, we'd, it was more of like I wanted to play with my friends. And also, you know, little numbers would pop up whenever I hit things. So I'm like, ooh, that feels good in my brain. That feels nice. Oh, yeah. I get to see numbers. I get to see how much damage I'm doing. Oh, yeah. And we would collect shit. It got, like, to a point when I was 13, I took my mom's credit card, and there was, like, in-game currency. It was called Meso. And I didn't have enough Meso to get my Maple Claw, which is a weapon. Mm. And I was like, well, I want to go buy it. And then one of my friends was like, you know, these Chinese uh, these Chinese sellers pretty much grind this Meso, and they can sell it to you. You just have to buy it, like, with real money. So I took my mom's credit card. Oh, shit. And I went ahead and um, I gave them money and they're like, okay, yeah. And they're, sp- they're kind of like, the, the English isn't their first language. So they're speaking, they're on an American server and they're speaking to me. And they go, uh, please provide ID. And I was like, ooh. And I asked, why need? Because <laughs> I was like, I'm going to speak their language. This is, <laughs> right. this is a two-way street. Simple. I go, why need? And they go, verify. And I'm like, ooh, okay. Uh, so I took a picture of my, I had like a, a really crappy Nokia phone. So I took a picture of like my library card, <laughs> had my picture on it. And I was like, maybe, maybe this will work. And, uh, they go, okay, here's Meso. And they traded me like 10 million Meso. Wow. I think it was like five bucks or something. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I got my maple claw and then we, uh. For some, I don't remember, I think my friends stopped playing, and then I was like, it's not fun when I'm playing single player, but my video game addiction was always sort of community-based. Like, I wanted to play with other people and other mm. friends. Like, whenever I'm playing a single player game, it doesn't feel like that, you know? It's, it's a real community sense. It's like, we're human beings, so I have to interact with someone, you know, at some point. It's, I can't be all NPCs unless I want that full immersion. Right, and yet it's not quite the same thing as Mm-mm. just sitting face-to-face with another person like you and I am. No. Because when you enter that social space through a video game, you enter the fantasy with someone from reality. Exactly. You take reality into fantasy. And that is exactly what happens on this this Black Mirror episode. These two homies, you know, like, like two dudes... They bros. bros. They just want to have some bro time, play some video games together, and they log log on to to play like you know like a Street Fighter, Soul Calibur kind of game. And they start the game and they're fighting, and then you know there are two <coughs> people inside of an avatar, and and one avatar is is male and the others female and and you know even though this is a virtual setting biology kind of starts to take Mm -hmm. its take its root yeah and and their their relationship suddenly becomes unexplicably sexual yeah and on one hand you're kind of like whoa but on uh, the other hand you're like i get it i get it the other when i when i'm playing an mmo i'm like that girl character is totally played by a dude but i don't care right (laughs) i really don't care because it's like it she looks she looks nice so whatever yeah. every time i get on uh soul caliber and I'm, I'm trying to play somebody else i half of the time is some guy's waifu you yeah, know yeah of course thick af waifu that, fucking ivy like oh god damn. ivy and her just very revealing clothing 
Yeah. Her little whip. The cheeks. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> she got that got that whip sword. Mm-hmm. She knows exactly the moves that she's playing. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and so I look back, you know, after watching that episode, I'm just like, yeah, I mean, number one, I was I was dissociating from reality mm-hmm. into a more ideal plane of existence where I could socialize with other people. Without having to really socialize. Right, without having to show any part of myself, yeah. really. You know? You can make make your own self within Ex- the game. Exactly. You have an opportunity to completely redefine yourself. And it happens, like, in... It was what- Second Life. That's that game, right? Oh, that people, man. People, I've seen stories where people get into Second Life. They're like, yeah, I have, like, a wife in Second Life, and I have a wife out here, but... Me and the other person in Second Life, we met in real life. We have, like, a connection. We have, like, a thing. But, you know, I still got a wife. And I'm like, ooh, you got to, you, you really do have a second life. <laughs> yeah, right. You literally have a second life, bro. And it's like, oh, but that's the real, that's what really happens. Those are real, like, real relationships that get formed from a video game. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, so when I was playing World of Warcraft, when I was addicted to World of Warcraft, because World of Warcraft did, at one point, fully take over my life. Oh, same. Right here. Right. Yeah. Fully took over my life. And there was, I was in a guild. Of course. Right? Everyone's in a guild. Right, because you got to have your homies to raid with. Yeah. you got to go defeat, defeat button dungeons, mm-hmm. defeat raids. Wednesdays at 9 p.m., we're going Molten Core, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, I loved that one. Yeah. I loved it. And there was so much great loot. Oh, there yeah. was so much great loot. And, you know, in Cataclysm, there's so much dragon-related loot. Oh, yeah. Well, Cataclysm... See, that's mostly where I uh, I got out is in Cataclysm. Oh. Yeah, that, like, I started playing up until the end of it. And then I was like, you know, I heard they're, I heard they're making an expansion with pandas? Mm-hmm. So, I'm a fucking... I'm a piece the fuck out of here. And I never went back to it. I still haven't played it. I've, I've heard great things, but I'm also like, it ruined my life. Mm-hmm. Well, it didn't ruin my life, but, like... I remember I dropped out of college. I started working in a in a goddamn Dollar General, which is where you know you're like, okay, took a wrong turn. Maybe I shouldn't be doing, but like, I was like, okay, this is gonna pay for my WoW subscription. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh my god, I've so been there. I've so been there. Yeah, so this is I, all I need. <laughs> right, I graduated from college, um, May twenty thirteen, and then the first thing I did was my friends had been begging me to to play WoW with them, and so that's when I downloaded it, and that's when I mm. that's when I went into the shit. And at that point, Mr. Pandaria was already out, yeah. and so I played through vanilla all the way to Mist of Pandaria and leveled yeah. leveled a tune like all the way to level 90 or 100 or whatever and uh there was this guy in our guild and he was you know he was just that guy who played enough that he had all the best loot he was a paladin he was know. that he was that uh stereotypical guy on south on that south park episode where he's just like he has chips over here and he's just like Right. Yeah, whatever. I got my glasses. I'm just poking, pushing back up. Right. And he was he was this fucking douchebag. And he, he he had a real life girlfriend. And, you know, she was just never good enough for him. And so he kept making moves on other girls in the guild. He's got to have his e-girls. Right. Yeah. He's, he's got to have his e-girls. And my boyfriend at the time was also playing WoW with me. It was probably the peak of our relationship. Our, yeah. our relationship was at its best when we no longer interact in the real world we only interacted with each other on wow 
including sex. Like, yeah, it wow. was yeah. literally wow, <laughs> literally wow, everybody. Um, and so this guy uh, slid into my private messages on wow. Sent you a whisper. Sent me a whisper. <laughs> we're just we're just raiding one day, like we're wailing on like the fucking ice crown citadel or some shit. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, and he just messages me, and he's just like, "Hey, what's up?" I'm like, "Why are you whispering me to me right now? We're we're all in the same raid. My my boyfriend is." It's right there. He's literally five feet from me right now, and he was like, "Can he see your screen?" Oh, yeah, and he couldn't because we would we would play back to back. Yeah, and so yeah, so I began a, at a brief affair <laughs> with uh, with this guy who was in our guild, this who my boyfriend be, didn't know about. This could be the end of the world of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> this could be the end of that world. Jeez. Right. So, yeah. So you you had that little relationship. So there. right, it led to infidelity. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I wasn't really attracted to him as a person. It was just like His character, huh? It was something like that. Yeah. It was so hard to define, but like his character was cool, and and my character was this this hot huntress, and mm. you know we would just you know, and then from that point forward, like whenever our team would go into raids, like I was his right hand to all the shit. He was like, okay, Jasmine, you're gonna kill this shit, you're gonna kill that shit. Yeah, yeah. You have a sense of like responsibility and like purpose. Right, like he, you know, he led me. He told me what to do, and we took down big bosses and shit together. And my boyfriend would be with us, and he had no idea. He had no idea. He was just there to play the game, I guess. But you know, I know my ex, and I'm I'm certain that he had he had some type of situation had some going e -girls. on. Too. Yeah, I mean... See, I was... This is stupid to admit. I was one of the e-girls. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was... I didn't I didn't go over voice chat or anything, but I had a character, a death knight, uh, frost death knight, a blood elf female, named her Topanga. Of course. And I, I did the whole thing. It's like, yeah, I'm going to take my clothes off. I'm going to dance on this mailbox. I'm going to get all oh, the gold. Right. Important. And uh, some people will be like, Topanga, Topanga, where are you, Topanga? And I'd be like, I'm over here, baby. Come on over. Give me some gold. And then I'd log off. And I, I, I remember on the server, they'd, everyone would be like, don't don't trust Topanga. Topanga's, Topanga's a fucking a shady person. <laughs> Topanga will undercut you in the auction house. She will do some shady shit. She will like, she'll go into a raid and she'll need on things that she does not need. She does not need guilty. Like, she does not need cloth armor as a death knight. She does not need that. Just but, want to resell that shit, man. But she will need on it. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I was like I reselling just, it. Right. I just want that gold, bitch. I want. I want that vial of yeah. sands. How else am I gonna get it? <laughs> but something in me was like, yeah, I wanna. I wanna go ahead and I wanna fuck with people. I wanna scam people because I can't do that in real life because I'm not, you know, fire festival fucker over there. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh gonna be the fucking. I'm gonna be online. I'm gonna be scamming people. I'm gonna be undercutting the auction house. And at a certain point in my in my WoW days, just playing the game wasn't enough. And I had to I had to do that. I had to do like social manipulation and shit. And I had to low key drug dealing <laughs> in right. fucking World of Warcraft oh, because absolutely. I was so bored with the real game. Where I was just like, I'm just fighting monsters. All right, man. I've done all this. I've done that. I've done that. I'm a no lifer. Right. Like it's, I, it's, I, I need something else. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. My like in my in-game professions were all based around like how much how much gold I could make mm -hmm. off of that profession. 
Yeah, I uh, tailoring. tailoring. I make yeah. bags. Oh yeah, bags. That's everyone needs bags. The bags are in high demand. You gotta have those 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 big bags so you can carry all this yeah. fucking loot that the, you're getting. I think the mage cloth bags were the were the height of where where I ended off. Right. Yeah, and I was like, I got these bags, and someone I always had a friend make them for me because I'm like, they'll give me a good price, you know. They're like just materials, and you know the cost of you know tip me really well, and I'm like, eh, I'm fucking, what is this a fucking restaurant? I'm not. T- tipping you like dude we're gonna go out to the bar later like <laughs> i will buy you a drink if you want me to i don't need you to, i don't but need it wasn't t- about that it wasn't about that he's he like he wants that vial of sand mm-hmm. yeah i have a vi- i had a vial me i have too. a vial of sands me too bitch yeah <laughs> turn yourself into a motherfucking dragon and someone can ride on your back yeah the sickest shit it was so fucking expensive it was it was like sixty thousand gold yeah. it was like it was and you, but you know what the sickest part of that was that i still had enough to buy like another one right you know like i was that deep where i was like oh. i got gold for days i still probably if i log back into my account let's say probably i won't ever do that but you know let's say they they do come out with that vanilla wow that i was like okay maybe i'll go back to it I'm gonna have I'm gonna have like hundreds of thousands of gold oh, yeah. just to fuck around with. Oh yeah. But my I have thing, a nice nest egg for myself. My thing with WoW is that it's such a time commitment. It's such a time sink for me that I I remember a time when I did have that time and what I did is I dropped out of college. Because I was like, oh college, I, I don't have time for college. I have time. I need to make time for World of Warcraft. That became a priority for me. Absolutely. And I'm like, I can't have a video game be a priority because none of that stuff really matters in my life. I've been looking forward to graduating college, not so that I could go out into the world and and make a name and a life for myself, but so I could could I could let WoW consume me. Yeah. And I did. And, and also, but there's nothing wrong with that either. If that's where you want to spend your free time and you're happy doing that and you're healthy with it and you can have like a good life balance with it, go for it. I'm just saying I can't because I will drop everything uh, for right. something that makes me feel amazing like like WoW did at the time and right. then brought me into a deep depression later on. Yeah, absolutely. I just, you know, I, I had like a little part-time job at a costume shop hey and that that was all i needed i gave you 15 dollars a month didn't it right it was all all you needed it was what i needed to pay for my wow subscription and so that i could be addicted to wow with my boyfriend and that was and we both at one point looked back and we were like yeah that was probably the peak of our relationship huh wow when we were when we were in wow together Mm. Those, those are the dark times. But I think, you know, the key there is that the reason this relates to mental health, which is the heart of the reason we do this topic, right. is because the allure of video games is dissociation. Mm-hmm. Get out of reality and go into something much better. And what a drug that is. Right? Yeah. It's dis- so, it's like so great when you're in it because you're like, I don't have to worry about it bills don't worry have to worry about any relationships don't have to worry about what i'm gonna wear uh i can pretty much you know everything's kind of chosen for me i have options and everything's laid out and it's all in a very scripted way so i can't really fuck it up and it's so great for that moment but then you realize i'm I'm associating life with this video game. So, like, when I go into life, I'm thinking everything's going to be scripted and everything's going to be just like this because our brains are going to be wired for that way. And you realize, hey, life life doesn't work that way. You don't have an option to put 
like a specific hairstyle on. Like you can't, you can't just grow your hair out and go to the barber and be like, yeah, I want a mohawk. It's like, dude, your head shaved. Right. It's like, yeah, but I could do it. I could. And like, I, I want to look there this way, and I I want to do it with a click of a button. <laughs> exactly. Like it makes it makes the thing you want in real life so easy in this virtual simulacrum that can feel so much like real life. It makes success. Yeah. Feel easy. You can become rich in oh. the game. You can become someone people envy in the game. A lot of my friends who who are who are into video games a lot. They still they still play a lot of video games. I wouldn't say they're addicted or anything like that, but they enjoy video games a little bit more than I do nowadays. Um, I'll, I'll tell them, like, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just enjoying life, you know, going outside, going to parks and stuff, taking pictures. They'll be like, oh, you, you're playing that, you playing that life video game, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how's that, mm-hmm. how's that working out? And I was like, yeah, the graphics are pretty good, but <laughs> like, <They are. laughs> the graphics are really good, but you know, every now and then there, there, there's a lot of loss of playability. You right. know, I can't there's, replay it very many times. <laughs> right. There's, there's not just a, not a lot of opportunities for wins as, yeah, you know, as yeah. much. That was another cool thing. You know, like you, if you were really talented at the game, you could show up in a raid or a dungeon and you could just slay. I was such a little asshole when I played that game because I played DPS as well on my death night mm-hmm. and every, there's this little app that you could download for a while called the recount where it shows you your damage. Right. And you could post it in the chat. You could post how much damage everyone did. Oh, yeah. And I would, I would fucking every even it doesn't matter. It, it wouldn't be, have to even be a boss fight. It'd be like a, a little pack of like little creatures. I'd post the recount and be like I did top damage. I did top damage. I did top damage. Uh-huh. And people would be like Topanga, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I love that we both found a way to be more obnoxious in-game than we are in real life, and we're already pretty obnoxious. Right? So, yeah, it's just really... But exactly, you know, the video game allows you to take whatever you are and multiply that by 100. Because go, it's safe. Right, and go do it in a place that's safe where there are no limitations. No limitations at all. Like, you can be the you can be the biggest asshole you want, but it's okay because it's just a game, right? And that's, that's, a, that's a big caveat in those uh, online multiplayer games where, you know, harassment and toxic communities do happen. Mm-hmm. And it's because people have that mindset. It's like, it's just a game. It's just a game, man. What you... Why are you so upset? I just called that dude the N-word. What you, it's just a game, dude. It's like, because you call that dude the N-word, dude. Like, it doesn't matter if it's a game. That's just a hateful thing to say. Like, you can't just, like, be like, oh, I'm anonymous. My name's my name's Topanga. I can just say whatever the fuck I want. Like, you can't do that. It's still a... There's still real players that you're talking to. And real feelings and that real can feelings. still get hurt. Like, this girl. This girl who was in a real-life relationship with this dude I was having a short-term fling with. She knew about the other girls and she she liked me. She thought I was really cool and so she opened up to me one day about it. Uh-huh. And she was just like, Yeah, my birthday was the other day and he didn't do anything for me for my birthday. Like all he wanted to do was be online. And I know that he was just talking to the girls he likes and I was one of the girls. Yeah. And that just made me feel horrible. You know, I was like taking up her boyfriend's real lifetime. And it was obvious that she was only playing the game so that they could spend time together. Yeah, it was like their thing. Right. And even when it was their thing, he was still excluding her from shit because that's that's another thing that can happen. That's something that happens in the Black Mirror episode. It does. Yeah. You know, you can you can start excluding the ones you love. And I I let my life get really, really basic and really lonely 
during that time. I remember a time, I think I was in high school, and I wasn't even playing online video games at this time. I was just playing my single player. My favorite my favorite video game is Kingdom Hearts. So I had that Such on the PS1 or the PS2 and uh, I had number 1 and 2 and I would just play that on days on end just to go in there and be like, yeah, I'm Sora. I'm the one with the light. I'm the <laughs> I'm the chosen Keyblade wielder. And I would play that day, days on end. And I remember one day my buddies, uh, they call me up. They're like, they're like, hey, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm just hanging out playing Kingdom Hearts at home. They're like, hey, you should, uh, you should come over, come over to our friend's house here. We're all hanging out. And I was like, ah, you know, my car it doesn't really work right now, so I can't. And they're like, that's cool, man. No, no problem at all. And I was like, cool. I'm gonna get back to this. And then maybe 10 minutes later, I hear a knock on my door. I'm like, what the fuck? Who's that? And I'm like, oh, shit, dude, what are you doing here? And it's my friends. They came over. They're like, hey, we came to pick you up. I was like, oh, you didn't have to do that. Right. I was, uh, I was, uh, I was and they came in. They, they just, like, made themselves at home. They came in. They're like, hey, what do you, well, we just want to make sure that this is what you're really doing. They came in my room. They're like, oh, shit, he really was playing Kingdom Hearts. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I wasn't lying to you. He goes, let me see your keys, man. And they <laughs> took my keys. They started out my car. They're like, looks like it runs to me. And I'm like, yeah, it just does this, like, weird thing. Right, right. <laughs> it's like I wanted, I, I was so immersed in, in that world. Because it was just so... We prefer it. We prefer it. It was just, like, so much easier to do that. Even though no one was around, I was just like, my friends are Donald and Goofy right now. And that's all I really need. Like, I'm trying to save my girlfriend, Kyrie. She's not my real girlfriend, but I'm trying to save her. But she feels like she is. Yeah. The, the storytelling and the emotional connection is real. But it, it gets to a point where I'm like, I'm like, what am I really doing? Like, what am I really escaping from? What's What am I really running away from if I'm going to spend days on end in, in a, inside of a video game? As much as I like the video game, you know, there has to be everything in moderation, right? There has to be limits. <clears throat> right. And we talked about addiction not that long ago. Yeah. But I feel like video game addiction is a little bit different than your standard addiction because, you know, you're not getting high. I don't know. It feels like you're getting high sometimes. Well, I mean, your your brain is making tons of dopamine and, mm -hmm. and you're able to utilize your serotonin. Yeah. Because you're in a situation that's more appeasing to you. Yeah. And so in that way, the, the, the addiction to a video game can become like a drug. But I view it as, as more than a substance abuse oh, issue. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's a video game is engineered to stimulate every part of what a human wants. Exactly. And it's, they make them that way. Right. They make them that way. They There's, make them. There's testing that goes into it. They want you to get addicted oh my God. to a video game. They and it's so it's so fucking weird now too. Cause like, yeah, I can talk about like PlayStation 2 and World of Warcraft and all that stuff. But like now they have these games on your phone. Like I remember the whole controversy uh, from the Simpsons tapped out game. Oh yeah. So it, it was a Simpsons game and you you know tap and you get coins and then you build buildings. It's kind of like, you know, SimCity. Right. And the funny thing was, is after a while, you know, you have to wait for these buildings to like, you know, go through or you can pay money to make them instantly build. So I would I would play it and I would wait the hour. I'm like, OK, cool. I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to put my phone over there every five minutes. It would pop up a notification and go, hey, you tapped out yet? Hey, you want to play? Hey. And every time I'd be like, oh, I don't want to. But then after like the fifth time, I'm like, fuck it, fine. Exactly. And it's like it's that ding. 
It's that ding and it's, the sound. And it's the, that little reward yeah, that it, you get. Yeah, there's that there's that South Park episode mm-hmm. um, where they're playing heroin hero. Yeah. And go on, shoot go up. Go on, shoot up. Go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> and it, what do you stop? And it's like, it's coercing you into going back in. Right. And it's so it's so seductive in the way it's coercing you because it, it knows that you hear that ding and your brain makes an association like a Pavlovian thing. And you're just like, fuck. All right, you're right, though. You're right. I do need that. Video game addiction is so much more complicated, and it's wrapped up in so many other parts of mental illness. It can be wrapped up in depression. It can be... anxiety. It can be part of something that soothes anxiety. For me, when I was addicted... So one of my other video game addictions was to Soul Calibur. Yeah, so Soul Calibur came came out on the Xbox 360, and you could make your own... Your own person. You could make your own avatar in the game. And... You know, I didn't always love my body. My my self-love for my body is very recent. We discussed that in our most recent episode prior to this one about self-love and insecurity. But I made I would make an avatar for myself and I would look completely different and I would go and fight these dudes. Yeah. And these dudes would hit me up after the fight and just be like, "Hey, uh, do you want to chat?" Do you want to do you want to do play, play again? Yeah. And so we would we would I would keep playing with these guys and they would associate me not with myself but with the character but with the character they saw and so like we would get on voice chat we would spend hours talking to each other and just playing and mm-hmm. playing and playing and there was this this is so embarrassing like this is so embarrassing but I was how old was I I guess I was maybe 21 22 and there was a 16 year old boy from England and we had like this thing going on oh no yeah we had this thing but we had no idea what the other looked like our associating associations with each other's physicality was entirely what we saw in each other's character Mm. and so when you showed me that episode It's like it's so 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 much like what I went through um, with Soul Calibur because in Soul Calibur I developed a sexual relationship with 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 a sixteen year old with a sixteen year old boy. Oh Oh. my god! I can't believe I really did that shit. And one day he just deleted his account and everything was gone. Oh shit! You know what happened, right? Some guy came out and he was like. Hi, my name's Chris Hansen, and this is Dateline NBC. We're doing a story on sexual predators in the neighborhood. And he's like, I gotta go. I gotta go. I think you know, they said it was a role-playing chat room, so I think, I think I'm in the wrong place. Oh, my God. But straight up, I mean, what I was doing was illegal. We would have very sexual conversations, you know, and sometimes he would like, he would like, we would be fighting and then the fight would be over and our characters would just be sitting there on the screen, like waiting to re-engage. And and suddenly our conversation would turn sexual and he would like ask me to touch myself. And yeah, like it got very sexual. Yeah. And so when I watched this Black Mirror episode, I was just like, oh, this is coming for every part of me right now. Yeah. And uh, see, I never, I never, I never had like sex like that. Oh, yeah. Never had, like, went into a game and like. Lord help me. Like, even, even the dudes that hit me up when I was playing my female character, they wouldn't be like, hey, you want fun? And I'd be like, I just want gold. I don't want to talk to you. I am uh, not a woman? <laughs> <laughs> Question mark? I mean, I am a woman, right? I'll be whatever you want me to be for 20 gold. 
<laughs> it was never like that for me. I mean, you know, I could make I could make in-game gold however I wanted, you know, but... It wasn't about gold for you. For me, it was about dissociating entirely from reality and right. enjoying something simple and... And clean. And clean and easy and, and almost pure, just straight out of a fantasy, you mm. know, just something so much more simple than what I was going through. And at that time in my life, my mom had just died in like the past... Mm six months when I when I met this boy. I mean, I was in a real situation and my boyfriend even knew about it. Yeah. He fully knew about it. And he one day he was like, why are you doing this? Like, what's wrong with you? Why are you doing this? And I straight up told him. I was just like, my mom just died and I just need something to make me feel good. And this makes me feel good. Yeah. And it was that simple. And so, you know, grief, depression, loneliness, anxiety, isolation, body dysmorphia, sex addiction... All of, it All of these in. things yeah. can can come into video game addiction oh, yeah. and make video game addiction very compelling. Oh, easily. I remember a lot of times when I would play I'd play Grand Theft Auto and I would be like, Well, I can't do any of this in real life, right? Right. And you can't kill a hooker and take to improve money. your health. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. That's unfortunately <laughs> to improve not your health. Right. Yeah. I just remember like sh- like I would at a certain point I wouldn't even do the missions. I would just go around and I'm like, okay, so we're just gonna we're just gonna shoot up everything in this block. Sometimes that feels good. And I was like, I don't know, I'm I'm just gonna get five stars and see how far I can get away from the comps. And I, I was just a sandbox thing, and I'm like, I can't do anything any of this in real life, so I'm gonna do it in here. It's a safer place to do it, I guess. Uh, obviously, it's a safer place to do it. I don't condone anyone going out into the public and doing that. And then a lot of people were like, well, Grand Theft Auto is making violent video games and it's making kids violent. And I was like, I see my thing was a little bit different for my mentality. I'm like, I'm disassociating from real life. Right. So I'm going into this video game to play out my fantasy. But my fantasy in real life isn't to shoot up a bunch of shit. It's just to express your just rage, ex- express my rage because I, I have to keep it all pent up and I can't like go out and shoot anyone. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't want to. I don't want that consequence. Oh, boy. In the game, I can have that consequence. It's I'm just a- two stars. Uh oh, I'm about to spill some real fucking truth. Uh-oh. Oh, oh God damn. I'm going to go there. Go there. I'm going to go there because it's true. And, and I think it should be said. So, yeah, the height of my video game addiction happened right after my mom died. And right after my mom died, I was going to this private school. And, you know, every class I went to, it seemed like every student lived a life that was just so much more simple and easy than mine. And they had no idea the pain I was in. Their parents were still alive. Their parents provided everything for them that they needed. And beyond that, you know, there were kids who came to school and rode BMWs and rode Segways around campus and had Givenchy bags. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I am in this environment full of people who don't know what I'm going through. And they have the audacity to judge me. And I got really into first person shooters at Mm. this time and that i at one for a brief month there i was like top 10 players worldwide on halo 3 wow like i i became extremely skilled at killing people in video games and while i was doing it i would toy with the idea in my head i was like someday do i want to go to school and do i want to kill all of those people that don't understand me Wow. and i considered it for a long time i considered it for many many months I looked into what it would be like to buy an AR and take it to school one day 
and kill everybody. And I even liked the idea that I was a girl that would be doing it. Because, like, in the video game, I was one of the few girls that was good at that video game. And, and I loved nothing more than taking out another top player in the game. And then, you know, hearing their 14-year-old boy voice crack into the microphone and call me a faggot. And then my voice... Comes on come on and say what did you call me and they hear that it's a girl and I had already learned the thrill of emasculating a man just by being a woman and there was something horrifying and yet very tempting about the idea of going to school and killing everyone and being one of the few girls to ever do that to a huge number of people I wanted to show the world how dangerous a woman could be when pushed to the brink like I had been pushed. And thankfully, instead of doing that, I entered therapy and stayed in therapy for four years and worked on my rage. Yeah. And if anyone's listening and you've ever thought of hurting people like that, you should go to therapy. Absolutely, yeah. Don't ever, don't ever let those thoughts linger. Right. Go, go to therapy, get, as Michael Jordan would say it, stop, get some help. <laughs> God bless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I just admitted that. Like, God it's a brave damn. Thing to admit. No, it's, I mean, glad you, I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad you got help. And I know, got help. And that's, like, that, that goes out to like everyone who has ever even had that thought, you know, get, get some help. Don't let it linger. Don't let it go through. Cause I'm sure most people have had a little bit of a thought like that, where if they've been bullied in high school, they've thought, Hey, let's, what would what would this be like? Right. And you know, worst worst comes to worst, that people actually go ahead and do that, and then that goes through, and those are always really bad tragedies. And I hate Horrible hearing things. about those. Yeah. Um, school shootings are just literally the, the worst things that I've 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 seen recently. It's it's that, one of the ugliest thing. parts of of the society we're, mm -hmm. we're currently living in, and, and it, I, it all goes back to mental health. Exactly what we're talking it about. It all goes back to mental health. Every time I see one happen, I know exactly what that shooter was thinking right. before they did it. And the only difference between me and them is that they did it. They, they, that they went through with it. Because I really considered it like i researched that shit yeah. i was thinking and it's so easy to do i was young i had a clean record getting yeah. an automatic weapon would have been no problem they're not even that expensive so yeah like and it wasn't it wasn't video games that pushed you to it either. it wasn't video games no. that pushed me if anything video if games. anything the video game kept me from doing it right yeah if anything the video game kept me from doing it and so yeah. I'm, so if that's what's keeping you from, you know, doing that, if that's what's keeping your thoughts and that's that's what you need, then go ahead and, and play right. play around a counter strike. Right. Go ahead and go ahead and kill some terrorists. Like that's in the game, that's 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 what you need to do so you can't you know, you don't have those thoughts linger. And then obviously afterwards, please get some help. Get some fucking help. Yeah. Like I, I remember, you know, waking up in the morning, shooting a bunch of people in the video game, going to therapy coming home from therapy and shooting more people in the video yeah. game. And my therapist felt like me and this video game weren't a bad thing. Yeah. My therapist was like, if that is a place where you can go express your rage, hey. go do it. Because I think he realized that, that woof, I was in a rough place. I can't even imagine. I can't believe I said with my mouth to my therapist what I was really thinking about. Like, I can't believe I admitted that in that moment. I'm grateful I did because yeah. it helped me work through intense anger. But 
It's a very I can't, vulnerable I can't, thing to say. Sure, but I can't even imagine what my therapist was struggling. He was he was out on campus. He was a counselor. Oh, he was there at the school on site. And so I'm telling him that what I want to do someday Ooh. is come to school and kill everyone, and that kind of includes him. Yeah, right? it's like I'm sitting right here too. Yeah, yeah, God, but. You know, like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, video games are a place where all the mental illnesses and all of the conditions go to run amok. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I feel like this is a really good episode for us to talk about that in. Because I think anyone can relate to something that we're saying here. Like, if you've gone on to a video game for sex, or if you've gone on to just fantasize and dissociate into a life mm. that's more successful than your own or if you're working on violent feelings yeah that you don't know how to one. deal with then a video game could be a very good outlet for it um for me i i had anxiety about mm. everything so i was like uh, i'm overthinking everything i'm overthinking this that this and another so my big thing was rpgs so i'd play rpgs because i could I could tailor that to what I needed. You know, I could pick the the classes I wanted. I could pick everything that I needed. I didn't have to be anxious about it because I could think five steps ahead and have everything planned out instead of having to go moment by moment like life is and be like, oh, well, um, fuck, I made a wrong turn there. Um, reroute? Reroute? Are we rerouting? Yeah, we're rerouting. Right, just revert to your last save. Right? It's fine. <laughs> revert, yeah, I need to revert. I need to go ahead and, and do, a, do, a, do a save state. Right. Um, but you can't do that in life, you know? And video games let me do that where I could go, okay, I can have everything planned out. I even played, like, Civilization, uh, Civil, mm. Civ 5, Civ 4, where it's like you build countries and you could plan everything out. And you're like, this worker's going to go ahead and work on the, the Lean Tower Pisa over here. Yep. That'll be done in four turns. And while I'm doing that, I can micromanage this and I can micromanage that. And I had everything planned out. And yeah, sometimes Gandhi would go to war with me out of nowhere. <laughs> and it would be a surprise. But I had a little time with a little you know, box that comes up, it goes, Gandhi's going to declare war on you. I could go, okay, let me think about this for a second. Let me have the time to think about it and plan my next moves. Life doesn't work that way. Life doesn't stop for you. Life doesn't give you that time to be like, okay, let me give, let me take it. Let me take a second. But sometimes we need to take that second. Sometimes we need to hit the pause button and go, let me take a second to figure this out. And video games kind of helped me do that because when I would take it, when, when obviously when Gandhi would go to war with me and that text bubble came up, and would go, God, he's going to war with you. I would take a second and think about it. And it kind of re reworked my brain in a way where I could go, okay, so your computer just died and you need to go ahead and figure out how to get a new one. Let's take a, let's take a little nap and let's go ahead and hit the pause button and we'll, we'll think five steps ahead on how we're going to fix this. And it's helped me in a lot of situations like that where I just need to take a break. Take a little break. Yeah, life's going to keep moving, but you can do this for yourself. Yeah, I mean, video games definitely taught me some problem-solving skills. Especially how in WoW, like... You would have to, there would be like a one big quest and it would have tiny pinpoints where you had to complete little parts of the quest. And even today, when I think about a big thing that I need to do, Just I work at one uh, step at a time, right? Like I work in advertising. So sometimes I'll have a big campaign that I need to put out and I'll be like, okay, I need to push this out on Twitter. I need to push this out on Facebook. I need to push this out on Instagram. I need to create a blog post. I need to 
get things scheduled out for the email campaign and I'll think of each one of those things like a little mm -hmm. quest and each yeah. time I finish one if I I still somehow trigger that same reward feeling yeah. in my head so there's there's def, there's there's some, there's some great things you could take yeah. from video games but you just have to be aware of what's possible yeah don't get uh, well. What happened to me was I got I, I got sunk in too deep. Right. So I got sunk in way too deep, and I wasn't aware that those things were affecting me. So I wasn't aware that the little ding would pop something off in my head and go, "That's gonna make you feel good." So the next time you hear that ding, go ahead and feel good. Doesn't matter what it is, but here, feel good after that. And it got so deep that I would I would disassociate from life because I would be like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna go ahead and go on this video game. Uh, fuck life for a second. You know, this is my life." This is my life right now. I can be happy like this forever is what I thought. I, and, I remember having those thoughts. And I can't. I just couldn't because at a certain point, that video game does have an end. You know what I mean? That mm -hmm. video game does have a, a, a different ending. You can replay it a million times, but after a while, it's going gonna, it's gonna to stop. And life, in a way, it does have an ending. But there's only one ending, and it's it's a long game. We don't get multiple lives. We don't get multiple lives unless you're unless you're playing playing that uh, that that Indian game over there. That <laughs> <laughs> the one where you get like rebirthed after right, a while. Right, the reincarnation yeah, game. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that that game. It might be a little bit different. But we really don't know right now. The devs are still working on it. You know, they're still working out the, the kinks. Right. They haven't released a full release release note on it right, yet. The full version. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to figure that out. But right now we're just we're in beta stage. And we're yeah. just we're just working on whatever we're working on. But you know, you're, like my my sister believes in reincarnation and she is not she's not practiced the Hindu faith, but you know, as Americans we get exposed to all kinds of religions. Every religion, yeah. And so, you know, a lot of us will practice a little bit of this and a little bit of that until we've layered together a, a sense of faith that is ideal to us and that we can dissociate into to believe like, oh yeah, this is what's going to happen when I die and this is what happens happened before I was born and mm -hmm. you get a great sense of those things and so my sister loves to save up money and go to past life regression therapy and the way she describes it is definitely like a video game but yeah. it's one that she's playing somewhere in between her imagination and potentially the afterlife the afterlife huh yeah and she can go Ooh. into a place during the meditation where she's able to meet every past life that she's had briefly there's oh, a moment where they're all together and it it almost sounds like to me as someone who's played wow mm -hmm. you know that moment when you're about to go into the raid and everyone in your guild is like hanging out yeah. and you're about to go into the adventure and you all know what's going to happen mm -hmm. like that's the how she describes yeah. the those, little the little hut Right, that little moment where you're huddling up, and so that's how she describes all of her past lives, and then she picks one mm -hmm. and gets to go through their life. She gets to play through. Oh, she just Leroy and Jenkins that shit. She just jumps in. <laughs> yeah, every, every, yeah, every story that she tells does sound a little bit like... A video game so there's there's there is something analogous to that i think and i think maybe that's how humans have thought of life for a really long time how long have we been playing games it's just now that we found a virtual way to play them. that's true you know uh who's it i think it's elon musk thinks that we are in a virtual simulation right now mm -hmm. this is a video game what we're doing right now this isn't real someone else is playing us we're their avatars whoever's playing my game is like a sick fuck <laughs> 
who like needs to find joy in something else, man. Because like, I mean, it, it makes sense in a way. Like if if human beings really do get to a point of intelligence where they're that high, like let's think about it. You know, aliens could be doing it. Uh, other humans in the future Probably could be doing aliens. it. And if they're if they're such high intelligence that what we're doing, this is just a game. You know, this is nothing. This doesn't mean anything. We're, we're just going through the motions. And, you know, it's like, oh, we're going to make these creatures that give meaning to other things. They're going to call this thing a table just because that's what they decided. And one guy did it and then it just stuck. It's fucking trippy. It trips me out when I'm like, is this the Matrix? Where's the glitch? Is deja vu really deja vu? When mm. I sneeze and I sneeze again, is it fucking, is it like a glitch? Mm. Am I fucking up? And yeah, my favorite scene from the Matrix is that moment where they're eating steaks. Oh, and yeah. that guy it's... is just like, you know, the Matrix is telling me that the steak is juicy and rare mm. and delicious. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. And that is, that is my official position Ignorance on, is bliss. on all of that. And, and including, um, you know, faith in the afterlife as a whole. I, I, very much believe that I can't know and I believe that ignorance is bliss ignorance is bliss if you don't know like it can't hurt you, right? It's uh, it's one of those things where it's like, even in video games, it's like, if I'm disassociating and it's it feels this good, does it really matter? But it, it does, though, to me. It does matter to me. I'm just like, no, I'm not him. I'm not that hero. Right. Pleasure at what cost? At what cost? Right, because pleasure isn't happiness. There's, you know, I work in advertising. I've idealized Donald Draper for, for years mm. now. I consider myself to be a part Donald Draper in a way. And there's that iconic speech where he says happiness. What's happiness? Happiness is a moment before you need more happiness. But yeah. that's not true. Happiness is a, a general way that we talk about a spectrum of human emotion. Pleasure is a moment before you need more pleasure yeah. and a video game that's provides pleasure, right? pleasure. Not happiness. Right. And that's why, that's why you need the constant reward system mm -hmm. because that feeling of, of pleasure, that euphoria that you receive it's temporary. It's temporary, and you're going to need more of it soon if you want to keep feeling good. So that's how it's kind of like an addiction. That, it's like absolutely. a tolerance. You get a tolerance for the, the ones and the zeros. You get a tolerance for you know Mario jumping over whatever, and you get a tolerance for being in first place in Mario Kart. We were just playing Mario Kart right. earlier. We were. Yeah. To prep for this. To prep for this. Yeah. We also played a little bit of uh, a little bit of Street Fighter. We played Street You whooped my ass. I did. I but did. I whoop your ass in Shaq Fu. Hey. So, you know. I, I will give you that. Beat by a girl, yeah. you know. Beat by a girl in Shaq Fu. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. We were both playing girls. So. It's true. It's was, so true. I was playing the cat lady. You were playing the uh, the voodoo slightly person. Slightly racist avatar yeah. named Voodoo. And yet all I could think while we were playing, I was like, our characters need to fuck. <laughs> it's like let me just get close let me get really close to it right like what happens if we get close and we don't hurt each yeah. other you know up up down down a b a b start select is right. that the code to have sex <laughs> it's a cheat that's the hot coffee remember the hot coffee thing from san andreas i do yeah that was I a do. big controversy like they're having sex in the video game i'm like these are pixels guys why are you guys upset about pixels it's like it's given it's a mini game about sex i'm like Teach kids how to have sex. But see, that's the thing. One, earlier today, one of my friends was just like, yeah, I, you know, I don't know if I have time for video games because I also like to masturbate and I don't know if I have time for both. And 
you know, I think there there is some truth there is to a little that. Bit, yeah. You know, I think as adults, I remember being young and thinking to myself, "Oh, I can't wait till I'm older and I have my own career and I can buy every console and every game." Didn't we all think that play as many video games as I want. And now here I am. I'm an adult with a career and I have no time. To no play. time. No time. I briefly got addicted to Fortnite for a little while and I got addicted you know to getting getting that battle royale getting to be the Get last person royale. out of a hundred to to survive because I still love a first person mm-hmm. shooter years after therapy yeah. I still love taking them down see my my game was League of Legends after World of Warcraft oh yeah yeah that MOBA uh, like a Dota type game where it was like you have five players and you're trying to smash this crystal on the other side and those games would take like an hour or something but i remember i would always get off work and i would get on um get on discord with my buddies and would be like league of legends league of legends league of legends league of legends yes 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 we got five people let's do it and we would play together and it, oh it brought it brought out the worst in me i feel really? like it did because like we'd, we'd be losing and i'd get upset but i wouldn't get upset at myself i'd get upset at my teammates because i'm like it's your fault it's your fault that we're losing why aren't you csing right why aren't oh, you hitting that why are why how did you miss that how did you do, and i would be i would be critical of mm-hmm. other people and then other people would be critical of me i'm like yeah fuck you i'm not dumb I'm psh, psh, whatever psh. right you know and it it's so toxic it brought out the worst part of me where i was criticizing people i and at a certain point i was just like you know i don't like playing this game anymore because honestly i get so upset and i i don't know why i get upset because this game doesn't matter <laughs> You know, it's just a game, but for right. for right now, winning this game is fucking life. Right now, this means everything. My character, I am invested. Look how cute she is. First of all... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I remember I, I, I was playing with some of my college buddies, um, and we were losing. And um, I go... I was drinking, and I was playing the game, so, you know, two vices, right? Right, right. So I was drinking, and I, 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 I gave this speech. I was like, listen, we are better than these motherfuckers. All we need to do is push as a team all for one. We have more heart than them. Oh my God. We have more soul than them. We can do this, guys. If you just press your Q and press your R when I tell you to press it, we can get through this. And then we went into a team fight and I was like, press Q, press R, flank from the right, flank from the left. We're going to go. We're going to get that fucking inhibitor and we are going to win oh this my, game. Oh my god. And I had like this fucking like Al Pacino moment where I was like, "Whoa, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we won." Right. It felt so good for that moment because I was like, "Yes. This is purpose. This is like a football game. You're in control. I'm in control and of nothing everything." Nothing feels better than being in control. I had to lose control cuz now I can't play it cuz like I I know myself too much. And my friends will be like, hey, you want to play you want to play League of Legends? We're all playing. I'm like, I'm good. I'll watch you guys, but I'm good. I'm good. I'm good for right now. I don't think I'll ever go back to that game. Uh, every now and then I get a little inkling to do it. Oh, yeah. And it, it's like, nope. <laughs> no, thanks. Right. I am 100% sober. Right. And that's that's where I'm at. Because after I was done with Fortnite, I I didn't have enough time for Fortnite. My other favorite game, which was Tinder. (laughs) Tinder, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's an it's another game. It's very time consuming. It is a game. And if you play it right, you get laid. And the getting laid is that little reward that said you played the game right. Mm -hmm. 
And, and that's, you know, my sex addiction came immediately after my Fortnite addiction. Hey, yeah, all these, all, all these addictions, they always pop off the same chemicals in our, those same stupid ass chemicals in our brain. Oh yeah. And that's, that's at the end of the day, that's all video game addiction is. It's, it's chemicals in your brain that you see with your eyes, you hear with your ears. I got super excited when I heard about the VR stuff. And then I was like, oh, this is going to be incredible. You know, you're full immersion. It's going to be like uh, that anime sword art online, except we won't get stuck in there and die, you know? And then I saw the Black Mirror episode. I'm like, maybe this isn't what I want. Maybe this is too much. I was thinking about going back to WoW. Me and a friend of mine who loved WoW have been been toying with the idea of of rolling brand new tunes and leveling from from one all the way to the max together. Mm. And after watching that episode, no way, man. No thanks. No fucking way. <laughs> no thanks. Absolutely not. Right now I'm at a point in my life where I'm I'm no longer abusing drugs and alcohol the way I was. I'm no longer abusing sex and pornography the way I have. And I have this like beautiful moment in my life where I could like actually be my best self. You can harness all of it, yeah. Yeah, and I could finally take all of that potential and everything that I'd been devoting to just ways to make myself feel good in the moment, just another vice, just another way to feel pleasure. And honestly, even when we were we we were playing like video games earlier uh, to prep for this episode, even when we were playing just for like twenty minutes or something, you know, I beat you a couple times in Street Fighter, and you threw your controller it's across the room. Rage quit. I was like, "Yo, yeah, <laughs> maybe this isn't. Maybe you don't. Maybe you really don't need this. It's not healthy. <laughs> like it's not healthy at all. It's not healthy for me. The competitiveness and the, the oh, anger I'm and the an, rage. I'm an incredibly competitive person. So yeah, yeah, maybe I don't like to lose. Maybe let's let's maybe not do that in the video game, but <laughs> express it in a different way. Because I got scared. I was like, "That's my that's my console." Like you oh, almost. Oh, I'm so sorry. I did fully throw it. You did fully. You had beat me for like the sixth time, and I had gotten really close to actually beating you. I know. And but... I, I'm sorry. I, there's no excuse for it. There's but no also... excuse for it. But listen to me right now. Like I'm making excuses for the shit I did while I was high on video games. On video games. Like, what Come the on. fuck? Yeah. So I can't be on that yeah. shit, man. No. I can't be on that shit. Also, I would have let you win, but you, you know you wouldn't accept me letting you no, win. No, I wouldn't. I want I want only real wins because that's that's ones. when I receive the pleasure yep. in my brain. That's when I get one serotonin. One serotonin. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'd like one serotonin, please. I just, Make it easy. Straight up, I would just like one. Just I would one. just say this. Is, there are days, there are moments where I'm just like, can I get, can I get one reason to feel good right now? Can I get just one? But you know, that's the thing about being clean and sober is that you you can't take any cheap opportunities to feel good. Yeah. You have to earn every single one. With and, certain certain vices, it feels that way where it's like, yeah, you just you either have to you have to go all in or you have to go all out. There's no in between with some of these. Um, you know, alcohol, I can, I can kind of go in and in and out. I can like, I can, I can feel my line around with it. I can still have a drink without having to go all the way overboard with my porn addiction. I can't, you know, I have to be cold turkey. I have to go all out on it or else I'm going to slip back in. You know, it's, it's certain vices that I know I'll, I'll get back into And then video games as well. Like if I got a wow subscription, first of all, I'm a person that's like, I'm getting my money's worth. First of all, so this $15, I'm getting my money's worth. I'm going to play it. Oh, yeah. And also, if I did do that, I would get so deep into it that I, I don't know what, what I would do. 
I don't know. I know what happened last time. I don't know what what I'd want to do this time. So I'm I'm I've got to probably be cold turkey with a lot of those MMOs and a lot of those social games. And then the Black Mirror episode kind of freaked me out about any of the the plans I had for VR. <laughs> I was like, maybe I'll like VR. Maybe this will be different. Nah, it's gonna get there. When I was working for the the tech company I was working for, I got to sometimes play with with a VR. Um, console that, mm. that we were potentially putting out and i knew then when i was playing with it that this was going to go into a dark direction and it will well it's kind of what we do with with anything that we com- uh, commoditize isn't it we always try to get the the most juice out of it squeeze every last drop out of it with no concern of the human mind or the human body or the human culture right it's just like no fuck that this is gonna make more money and they're gonna get more addicted to it then yeah let's do it more right capitalism is a is a difficult situation for pleasure to exist in without it becoming something that's addictive yeah. we you know we're all about overconsumption overconsumption and to make more money Right. It's all about it's all about that. And also, I just like to say that, like, as two people who are I I am very recently successful, but spent most of my life broke as fuck. Mm -hmm. Like, how wild is it that like I could get so fucking rich in wow in like six months in a real life, I can be out here hustling, right. doing the actual fucking most, and I'm still struggling to make a six-figure income. Because WoW's economy is better than than our economy. Right. Which well, is sad. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, capitalism, damn. Fuck you, it. You suck so bad that we have to spend every moment dissociating into something better than you. And... You know, even when we're succeeding in you, it still doesn't feel as good. Mm-hmm. Doesn't feel as good as as the as the virtual world. Right. The virtual world is so much more satisfying. But I'll say this as far as my video game addiction goes. I won't go back to those online uh, MMO video games or the social video games. But I, one thing I will I will probably try out. I am I am looking forward to a few of these single player RPGs that I can sink a little bit of my time into. And not get too deep into those, like, but sometimes those feel like reading a book. They're that's like that's what I like, right? They're like healthier yeah. than the other shit. It's, it's a story. It's a story that I'll be invested in a little bit, and I can take my. I, they have safe points at very you know logical places. That it's like, hey, you played for a couple hours. Go ahead and save, and then turn it off, and then play again tomorrow. Um, the Final Fantasy VII remake is coming out and I was, I was a little excited about that and I was like oh alright I've been waiting a little while for this uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 I just got finished playing that uh, a few months ago and I, I really enjoyed doing that but I did I cracked out on that because that's like hey that's my childhood right you know I, and the soundtrack I, is always fire oh yeah I think I I think I, I, I downloaded that soundtrack. I played it on repeat for like three weeks. Oh, like, yeah. I was just like, no, this is this is going to be it. This I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to relish this. Right. Yeah. But absolutely. now I, you know, I don't go back to it because I beat it and I'm like, I don't really need to go back to it right now. You know, I'll go back to it maybe once a year. I usually go back to those games once a year just to have that nostalgic feeling. It is a nice feeling. Yeah. It, it's, it's why I have the SNES Classic because I love going back to like Yoshi's Island or Same. Mario Kart and it's just a comforting feeling. You know, it's weird. Like every time I play Mario Kart, I get a craving for my mom's mac and cheese. Aww. Yeah, and it's That's just... That's the Pavlovian thing It's right the there. Pavlovian yeah. shit, man. We're just fucking conditioned we're con- as hell. We're conditioned like dogs. Right. The human mind is so complicated, and yet, in certain ways, so simple and so predictable. So predictable. Jeez. But I guess what, you know, what we want to take away 
from this is that like yeah video games can be good like when i was a kid i loved playing mario kart there it pros was and cons. it was something fun to come home to after school yeah but now as an adult with a complicated relationship with happiness and pleasure video games can be really dangerous for me and there have also been times in my life when video games saved me. Yeah. So I think, you know, this is just about awareness. Like, know your own mind. Exactly. Why do you little, love that video game? A little bit of introspection on the why you're doing the things that you're doing and why you're playing the games that you're playing and what, it, what you're getting out of it. Because for me, I was looking for an escape and almost a permanent escape sometimes oh, yeah. that I didn't want. I didn't want to fuck with life anymore, so I wanted my life to be this video game, and I realized you can't. You can't. It's not possible. It's not feasible. You can't feed yourself. You can't pay your bills. Like you can't. You can't be all in like that. And then even if you are, like, who are you really socializing with? Not everyone's, you know, gonna be playing at all times of the day like you were. <laughs> you know, like I was. I was playing at all times of the day. Some days it would be dead, and I'm like, there'll be days I was upset because no one else no one was on. Yeah, no one else is online. It's like. It's eight in the morning. It's like, yeah, people are at work. I'm like, this is my work. <laughs> was my life. I would call into work so that I could stay home and play video games. Yeah, that's 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 one of the, that's that's how you know. That's how you know it's an addiction. It's like it's affecting your personal and professional life. Yeah. I think also, it's a definition. You know, ever ever since I left World of Warcraft, I play Hearthstone. It's I, like a it's like an homage. It it's is, a card game though. It is a card game, but it's. It's my little secret. Mm. I don't tell anyone about it. I play it, like, only in very private spaces. Like, yeah. I play it first thing in the morning when I'm, like, sitting on the toilet, waking up, or having my cup of coffee. Oh, that's right. I'll yeah, play, you can play it, it on your phone, can't and, you? Right, and it's just my, it's my little wink back to mm. the, back to those wow days, and I can... Just, you can feel nostalgic. I can feel nostalgic, but not obsessed. See, all I do now is I watch the, the, the video game trailers... Mm. And I'll watch because Blizzard, you know, the makers of World of Warcraft, they always have some bomb trailers, bomb cinematic. They got some great CGI artists there, and I watch that, and I, I get like a little feeling in my heart, like ooh, I'm not gonna play it, but ooh, oh yeah, <laughs> those are those, those are some good storytelling uh, cinematics there, like absolutely, yeah, I could talk hours on end about it, but yeah. I will spare you all of my nerdiness. <laughs> I don't oh. know. I think, you know, right now we're in a place where nerdiness makes the world go round. It does, doesn't it? There's a reason that Black Mirror episode oh, is true. hitting home for so many people. Because we, we all know it. Right. You know, one, one of my favorite movies is is the movie Her. And yeah. everyone in the future has a video game mm -hmm. that they play. And video games have just become it's so... Mainstream. Mainstream and diverse in that fiction. And that's definitely the direction we're going in because capitalism limits our ability to feel pleasure. So video games are a logical conclusion for that. They are going to be the future. They are more more uh, more sought after than movies nowadays. They're they're the next medium of storytelling. Absolutely, you know, we, they say we're about to enter the golden age of the video game. Mm -hmm. You know, we had movies, we had television, yeah. and now now it's about to be video games. And I guess just on the precipice of that, I just want to like warn everybody to like don't you know don't sell don't sell your whole life up the river and don't sell all your time up the river because your time is finite your time is valuable and valuable they say time is money but it's actually so much more than that it's way more than money and uh 
Yeah. That's actually something they say in WoW. That's what that's what the goblins say in WoW. They say time is money, friend. That's so <laughs> true. Oh my god, we're such weebs. <laughs> but yeah, you know, just be aware. Just be aware of of your relationships with video games, and you know, if you want to sink hours and hours and hours of time into a video game, would it hurt to spend one hour a week with a therapist? Maybe. Maybe it would. Maybe it would help out. Yeah. I think maybe having that face-to-face might be good. A place to reassociate back to reality yeah. is really important. Nice buffer zone between the two would be would probably be helpful. And exactly. I, that's actually really, that's a really, it's a really nice thing to even think about. I haven't even thought about that. A nice buffer zone after you get out to sort of re-immaculate you into the real life. Oh yeah, that's something that I think I think that I think you're onto something there. It was instrumental for me yeah. when I was when I was getting through the grief of my mother's death. You know, I would play that video game and then go to therapy, and you know, in that video game, I wasn't in the real world at all. I was just. I think that should be more mainstream. Absolutely, you know, go yeah. Therapy therapy go to therapy and that's a really fun game too because yeah. there you have breakthroughs in therapy and those are your little rewards that make you feel good <laughs> and i to this day you know sex drugs alcohol nothing feels better than walking out of a really great therapy session hmm. i feel like you just left the weight of the world that was on your shoulders behind you you know, and you have such clarity with AI these days. I think I think that there's a possibility for a video for game a therapist. Video game therapist. Oh shit! If anyone takes this idea, we are oh, we are hey patenting it right. We are now. patenting it right, right now. now. And if you steal it, oh, we will come for oh. you. Oh, I have a lawyer. We will come for you. <laughs> My lawyer is a good guy, and uh, he'll he'll turn bad in a heartbeat. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. A video game therapist. I a think, video game therapist. Hey, if somebody wants to throw us some investing cash. Right. We're about to set up our fucking Patreon this right week. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's a game you can play on your phone. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You just had a breakthrough. <laughs> I just had a breakthrough. <laughs> this is my therapy. Right. Uh, that is, you know, and that is the point of Undercover Overshare. Initially, we were going to call it Pillow Talk Therapy. But that name was taken on on some platforms. Yeah. And so I came up with a more brilliant name, which was Undercover Overshare. But the concept is, you know, basically Punit and I are sitting down with a microphone right now. Mm-hmm. And we're discussing shit and being each other's therapist. Yep. And you guys are just listening in you guys are because in it's for the fun. Ride. Yeah. You guys get to hear therapy. This is therapy's done behind closed doors, but not anymore. We actually do it in a closet. In a, in a, yeah, in a closet right now. Yeah. yeah. So it's. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like that to change, if you'd like us to have an actual <laughs> studio, you can contribute to our Patreon. Once it comes up, yeah, I'd I'd love it. I'd love a studio, but I I kind of this is cozy. I like this. It's a very private space. It is. It's very yeah. It's very closed off behind closed doors, like most therapy sessions. Yeah, yeah. My you know, my therapist's office wasn't too much larger than this little room, and he would just have a little armchair in one corner, and I had an armchair in the other. It was just me and him. And all I had to do was tell him how I really felt. That's all. That's all. That's all he asks of you, and that's all you need. Mm-hmm. Well, and also like a hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, that needs to change. 
Yeah. That needs to change. And you know what we what we're doing? What we're changing. gonna we're gonna the AI uh, therapy video game. Uh, we can make it a lot more affordable for everybody. You don't need a copay. Uh, you don't need health care. You right. can just you can just have your it. subscription. Yeah, just have your subscription. Right. Cancel WoW and get Can't. therapy instead. Hey. <laughs> I'm being serious. We're doing that. I actually I'm think 100% we should... serious. We're, we are doing that, and I want everyone's support who's right. listening. Right, <laughs> absolutely. You would, like, I think it would be a really great idea, you know? Like, and if nothing else, you can, like, teach people how to navigate their emotions. Yeah. So, yeah, this could be something that's really fun. So, you know, if you want to hear more of this bullshit, really appreciate you listening in. Thank and, you so much, guys. Right. We just, we love having this. Like, this is so much fun. I live for recording this, this podcast. It's great. It's the highlight of my week. It is. Yeah, it's it it's really so is. fun. It's so, so great. I'm just so glad we can share it with other people. But thank you guys so much for listening. You mean a lot to us. We're always here. 